Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a bourbon group or you are a store or a distillery and you need custom laser etched glassware at wholesale prices, that means the prices are pretty damn good, y'all. Check out distilleryproducts.com. I am happy to get you in touch with them. It is a family-owned and operated business. Carson, Janie, Vicky, all the good folks over there at distilleryproducts.com. They not only have laser etched glassware, they also have awesome swag like customized flasks and other cool things like drink stirs. Check it all out. Go to distilleryproducts.com, see for yourself, and reach out to me. I would love to get you in touch with them. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. It is summer. Summer is hot. It's hot everywhere. You need a cooler that is going to be able to hold ice while it's hot. And Orca Coolers has that. They also have awesome tumblers. They have a barrel tumbler. It looks like a little whiskey barrel. Check them all out at orcacoolers.com. Use code DADSEASON and get 20% off your order. That's D-A-D-S-E-A-S-O-N. Make sure to check them out. Get a cooler or a tumbler. I mean, that cooler holds ice three, four, five days, no problem. I mean, you open that thing up after a few days, the ice looks like you just put it in there. Make sure to go to orcacoolers.com and use code DAD. Season. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com, Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And this week, there is another 100K free to play game. Check out their NFL Week One Challenge because it is the preseason and there is going to be weekly promos leading up to the college and NFL regular seasons. This week, Tuesday through Sunday, bet $15 on any NFL preseason game and get a $30 free bet. There's MLB parlays, there's action boosts. Make sure to check them out out and use code dads 100 you will get matched up to 400 dollars of your first deposit at action 247.com cheers okay zeke i'm going to ask you rapid fire questions our friend adam over at nashville bourbon society i know we had a whole bunch of questions that we asked the people for and we're going to go through this very quickly in the cold open what's more impressive zeke's grizzled voice or his sneaker collection Oof. to me this is not rapid fire. Yeah, to you, what do you? What's more impressive, your voice or your sneaker collection? To me, my sneakers. What's your favorite sub thirty bourbon? I mean sub thirty, like price? Yeah, under thirty bucks. Oh, uh, a tub over Jim Beam White. It's uniquer, like me. <laughs> <laughs> uniquer is definitely the word for Zeke Baker. I'm gonna end it on that, and then we'll pick it up on the other side. <laughs> My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is the uniqueer Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Let's continue this. If Buffalo Trace vanished tomorrow, what distillery would be the new home of Taters, Inc.? That's tough for me because I feel like Beam and Heaven Hill are probably both doing a ton of innovation as well. For whatever reason, they just aren't showcasing it. Their sheer capacity and the amount of output they could do, they could flip a a switch, so to speak, I think, and within a very short amount of time, have enough new offerings or things in the works that would drive the world crazy. 
for me, I think it's Heaven Hill because it's almost like you're looking at the farm team and you're also like, I want to see what the AAA team's looking like. And I also want to see what the majors are looking like and who you have as starters. They have the PHC line already there. They have the old Fitz line already there. So they have these super premium LTOs already ready to go. They just need to kind of put it as the quote unquote antique collection. Well, they have the mash bills too. They have the mash bills too. I think Beam's biggest problem has always been with the LTOs. I mean, you have the Booker's Rye. You have, I mean, you have the Booker's line, which is probably the best they have LTO wise with Booker's Rye. And well, but I'm saying Baker's is coming on, son. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, is Baker's the equivalent of a BTAC? If I get to pick a barrel of it, I'll call it that. <laughs> Can we call it ZTAC? We both know I've been plugging for a minute on Baker's pick. I know. If anyone from Beam is listening, we would really enjoy a Baker's pick for Zeke, and we're going to have it be the ZTAC barrel. I would say Baker picking Baker's. Or Baker versus Baker. No, because Baker's wins either way, but you know. Well, no, like that's the movie Kramer versus Kramer baker versus baker yeah you lost me all right so i think heaven hill just because it the sheer number of brands it already has the sheer number of lto i just think beam has always done very solid good priced affordable stuff the bookers is you know they kind of bungled that price you know they were trying to put themselves up in lto status with it remember when they made it a hundred bucks and then said it eventually is going to get a hundred bucks again i mean i almost think at that point you could have taken the same juice and put it in a new label and charged a hundred bucks for it and people wouldn't have been as upset well i've never thought about it honestly until you just pitched it up there but if you think about the history of heaven hill and how they got to where they are you know they kind of had that walmart mentality to a degree of just they kept getting bigger and they kept getting bigger by buying out these other smaller regional distilleries, labels, brands, products, whatever. Segwaying into what Turkey has done the past few years with their kind of one-off spins on older labels they still own the rights to. How many labels do you think Heaven Hill owns the rights to that they could do LTOs of this, that, and whatever that no one's seen in 30 years and it would look amazing? And unless you nerd it out, you would even know it was still Heaven Hill juice. They just put that in a different rick and turned the barrel upside down, maybe. <laughs> and I think it's the thing with the whiskey barons and turkey. Like, I could really see that blowing up into something good, but it's the three seven fives that they're putting them out in. It just doesn't get to be the full LTO release. And I know there's people that really think more limited edition releases should come out at 375. But until that happens and you're the only ones doing it, you know, it's like Will Farrell in old school going streaking. He's like, come on, we're going streaking through the quad into the gymnasium. And he's the only one running down the street. That's what Turkey is doing with Whiskey Barons. They have it out at a 375. They're the only ones streaking down the road. Rest of the whiskey industry has not come along for the ride you know there's just sometimes you want up me on tangents and i i don't know how but you, you get out there further than me and I, I think i'm the add abstract one but you did it again cheers to you i am here for you so we both agree heaven hill would probably be the <laughs> new home of taters inc if something happened to buffalo trace oh anything taters it's got involved tater dean sorry we forgot that part 
Yeah, Tater Dean really shit the bed. I thought he was going to put your phone number out there, and I called him out on it because he said, if one person likes this, I'm going to put Zeke Baker's phone number in the Dad's Drinking Bourbon Facebook group and tell everybody to message him for a bottle. I liked it, and so I was the first one to like it. I was waiting for him to put your phone number there, and then he put a fake doctored screenshot of something that was not your phone number. And then he's like, I wouldn't do that. And I wrote back to him. I said, really? Because Zeke would have. I was like, why are you holding back for him? Zeke totally would have done that to you. I mean, he's holding out. We get another Willet pick one day. He's not going to burn that bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of this last question, what products would you like to see in 50 milliliter and 375 milliliter options? Would you like to see any bigger ones broken down to smaller sizes? 50 ml, no, no way, no way in hell, simply because the producers have to charge more because it takes more time. And the glass cost. I mean, we already have glass shortages. Yeah, there's no faulting them for it. It's like how many bottles have you reviewed at this point to where bar versus bottle would be two pours, a.k.a. four ounces versus a 25-ounce bottle, and you're probably breaking even. I, I just can't get behind that. As far as 375s, I can't think of much, to be honest. If I'm on the fence about something that much, it's got to have enough hype or buzz around it that at least one of our damn friends will go 50-50 on it. And we'll just get a 750 and call it a day. So I have a completely different view on this than I would have a year or two ago. And it's funny because like Buffalo Trace sent out a press release today. They made headway on a $1.2 billion expansion. $1.2 billion to their distillery. They put in new column stills. They put in new rick houses. Everybody is doing this. Buffalo Trace already upped production on stuff years ago. And that is going to come to fruition eventually. <laughs> Like if you start clamoring for three, seven, fives now, what the hell is going to happen when all of a sudden that stuff comes to fruition and people that are complaining about getting Blanton's finally can get Blanton's again and they can finally get Eagle Rare again and they can finally get Buffalo Trace again. And there's more Pappy and BTAC than we know what to do with. You almost wonder if at that point they hold it back to try to still have some demand there. But I mean, eventually these distilleries are going to be making enough whiskey to handle the demand. So at that point, why have three seven fives? A better question would be if and when does everything really convert to 700 mls from 750s? I think we won't do it because screw England. And I'm not saying that in a way that like I'm saying screw England. I'm saying when we started the United States of America, there were things that we did differently just because we wanted independence from Britain and not saying Britain and England are the same thing. I know should have said Britain the whole time. I'm sorry. The historian in me is correcting myself, but like horse racing, they race clockwise. We race counterclockwise just to do the exact opposite of what they do. So when the Breeders' Cup comes, everybody gets together, which I believe every single Breeders' Cup has been in the U.S. So they actually have to race counterclockwise when they're used to racing clockwise. We're not going to change because it was to piss them off. I get it. I'm just saying, as you see things become more and more streamlined, operations become bigger and bigger. I mean, we've heard 
for years now how much distilleries literally hate single barrel programs because they have to stop, think, act, and do outside of their normal course of action to a fair degree. Bourbon's getting bigger by the day. Not just here, everywhere. Well, everywhere else in the world, it's got to be sold as a 700. You think they really want to take the time to have two sets of bottles, have the fill machine set for two sets of levels? If the global economy matches us or supersedes, we're effed. It's all going to be 700s, bro. (laughs) You ain't wrong. I'm just saying, you know, the U.S. is fiercely independent. You know how much... We like being independent on things. I, I think it's a tougher sell for the U.S. crowd. You go ahead and, and we'll put that Kickstarter out there for all these distilleries that when they convert their lines to all 700s but want to cater to their rebel uh, patriots, they can drop their barrels off at our bottling facility and we'll put it all in 750s and put their label on it. You're not supposed to tell everybody about that. That is a golden idea. You put that shit in a patent and you get it done and you put both of our names on it. You owe me. (laughs) Thank you everyone for sending us questions. I think this is fun. This is something we should probably throw in every week. I think we should do this again. This was good. It got some good topics going. We are drinking Heaven Hill, the next in line King of the Taters. They announced their fall 2021 edition of the old fits bottled and bond series and i say that with love because heaven hill just has a lot of good stuff coming out of it including this old fits line and they announced the release of the fall 2021 edition at 11 years old comprised of barrels produced in spring of 2010 and bottled spring of 2021 the eighth national release ushers in the latest hallmark series to the bottled and bond legacy it's in an ornate decanter the fall edition denotes a black label consistent across all fall releases as was the case for the past editions the edition's tax strip which has always been a signature of transparency on bottled and bond products will disclose when the liquid was produced and bottled the fall edition will be available in the 750 milliliter size on an allocated basis It meets the strict requirements of a bottled and bond, the product of a single distillery from a single distilling season, aged a minimum of four years, and bottled at a 100 proof or 50% ABV. The addition is available at a suggested retail price of $110. I will also add that this is from Rickhouse EE and is the second 11-year-old of the nationally released series, which first released in the spring of 2018. This is 75% corn, it's 20% wheat, and 5% malted barley in case you forgot the mash bill of Old Fitz. I really loved the transparency of Old Fitz and just being 10 bucks a year. They've always been 10 bucks a year. This is 11 years old, so the suggested retail price is 110 because it's 10 bucks a year. If it was a seven year, it would be 70. If it was a 16 year, it'd be 160. I've always just appreciated that they've just been pretty solid with that double letters deetsville right i believe so yes my other thought from your ramble which i somehow managed to grasp most of which is quite the anomaly so hypothetically the bottled and bond act was a u.s only thing and kind of our own 
If you really want to throw a trump card in there, what you should do is go for an amendment to the Bottle and Bond Act to say it also must be put into a 750 ML. Then you've got some proprietary ship. Well, where you would go wrong with that is that bourbon legally can only be produced in America, or we would be the only country putting it out, number one. So it still all follows with us. Like if another country put out, could be a bourbon, like look what Crown did. Everything will... They export bottle and bond products, don't they? I know. I'm just saying that could be the niche that keeps 750 alive through it all. You got to tie it back to the roots, son. Come on. But then the distilleries would be really pissed because then you got to change it out only for this small subset whenever they're doing old fits. Which side of the corner you on? Jesus. You had a compelling argument. I'm just saying, if you're already saying that they're not going to want to do it for bourbon opposed to the other stuff they have, they're really not going to want to do it when they just have to do it for bottled and bond. At that point, they're just like, screw it. It's all 700. To me, it's very clear now why you have a dog named Waffle. I didn't name it Waffle. But you're waffling like hell right now. No, I'm just saying if, because you changed the parameters of the conversation. If the only thing left was bottled and bond. And if you think about every distillery, like distilleries might have 15 offerings and one of those offerings is bottled and bond. Like they're going to be like, you mean to tell me for these 14 other things, I got to, not only do I have to change for European stuff. I got to change from 700 to 750 and then I got to change to 750 only for bottled and bond at that point, you know, it's the same argument I just made about going to 700. Jesus. No, it's because it's a, because it is a smaller subset of the original subset. Like at that point, it's so minuscule compared to the whole operation. Then why do it? So what did you think about this old, you, you were about to say another point. I'm sorry. No, that's all I had was those two. So what do you think about it? Nose-wise, I thought it reminded me of split, dried-out oak that, you know, you cut in around August with the expectation of a November fire, and this would be November. Like, it's prime, it's ready, it's going to crackle and pop real good, and you're going to smell it when it burns. Palette, I thought, especially on the front, it seemed light and thin, then a very dry oak moved in with some spice behind that i was able to pick up some hints of youthful corn but that kind of fell off pretty fast and i would say that by three quarters into the palate it was kind of gone there didn't seem to be the remembrance i meant on the pillow it was just flat it just kind of seemed light and 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 drier or you know, blanching out or something to a degree. I would agree with you on the sense that it doesn't go all the way through. I think some air helps it and it really brought out creaminess on the nose and the vanilla on the nose that was not there when I first nosed it. I think the problem is like that caramel vanilla creaminess is there on the front of the palate and then the second it gets to the roof of my mouth and then back into my throat i just get a lot of char and i get a lot of oak and it dries out so it's almost like you know it got scorched halfway through if it stayed consistent all the way through even if it had like a hint of the char and the oak i'd be okay with it but you know it's it's so thick and creamy in the beginning and then as it moves through, it's like, oh, man, what happened? See, I never got that viscosity or creaminess, but, I mean, the oak for an 11-year product, 
Woohoo! This this one it's not salty, briny, parching oak to a heavy degree, but man, it, it is oak forward. I mean, it's good oak, it's good wood, but that dominates the profile. Agreed. Takeaway I had from this, and I think it's something we've probably touched on, maybe even spent too much time on in the past, but forgive me. The more we have current releases, bottlings, whatever of wheaters, the more I'm convinced that the wood made wheated whiskey famous, not the fact it was a wheater. So you just think it is very dependent on the wood? Well, I mean, it's been stated by multiple people, all smarter than you or I are and more well-versed that wheat doesn't really impart a ton of flavor. It's more of a medium for, for the oak to be expressive. If that's what's still going on, I ain't the smartest kid in the world, but what's that got a point to? The oak used to be different. I'll leave it at that because it, it's kind of beating a dead horse by now, but I just think that that was my biggest takeaway from this product was, damn, I, I, I'm almost completely convinced now that for whatever reason and however Wheaters became a, a, a famous recipe, especially considering again that when Bang and Winkle won, it was Old Boone. Old Boone didn't make no Wheater. Either way, that's where we are today, and people are fascinated by it. But then you also look at brands like Makers that consistently put out a solid Wheater that's even younger than we would think a Wheater normally is. You know, we always think it takes Wheaters a, a little bit longer to reach maturity. So I don't know. I mean, I'd love to test this theory out more because I don't know. I, I've had some old Fitzes that I absolutely think were the best. They were really, really, really good. This one just doesn't hit my palate. If your palate is heavy oak, go get this thing run. Run to the distillery and go get this thing. If you don't like char and oak, then, you know. I don't know. Not to be short. It, that's just my biggest takeaway. The Wheater Cray has been there for so long, and for whatever reason, I, I don't always pick it up amazingly. It could be some type of genetic thing. But I just feel like if wheat is basically a neutral grain, it's dependent on whatever characteristics the oak has in it. It just kind of confirms that theory of that's why most whiskey is different now is the wood we use. I think that's fair enough. So where are you on this? Are you by bar pass? Where are you at? I wouldn't necessarily mind it at a bar, probably. I don't need a bottle. There's people that love these. I'm in CNS groups where I admittedly don't do enough. So if one was out there, would I get it and, and pass it on down the road for, for zero profit? Sure thing. But I, I don't need to have it in the bar. I think the bigger question for me, more so than whether or not I would get this, because it doesn't really matter, my opinion. I want to know why Zeke isn't pulling his weight in CNS groups. What the hell's wrong with you? Sometimes you end up in a lot of them. I don't really shop at stores. Do you shop at stores? No. I sure as shit don't hunt bottles. I offer up DDB picks. I'm happy to. I'm just saying when it comes to allocated stuff, I, I don't hunt it down. I don't look for it. I mean, I, I barely see Tart maybe once every two months. No, and I'm the same way, and I live closer. I mean, I think it's one of those things where... At this point, kids are a priority for us. We're lucky to taste what we taste. And when I do see them, I just get chartreuse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go find this if you like some oak and char. I'd be fine getting it at a bar. I'm like Zeke, but go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad Drinker Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, 
Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Thank you to Heaven Hill for sending us this sample. We surely appreciate it. Find us wherever you download your podcast. You already have, so please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.